Good morning, Auburn. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. It's over 50 years at this point. I'm your host, Jack Hart, alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. We'll be joined by DJP, possibly Will Root, maybe even station manager Grayson Boyer later in the show, so get excited for that. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and... That's about it, as we're no video live stream today. I'll explain in a little bit from across Auburn and Opelika, as well as around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether you are listening on your terrestrial radio in your car or home, or listening to our web live stream on weaglefm.com. We are happy to have you here with us this fine Wednesday morning on the first day of autumn. Welcome into the show. We are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basden WEGL Studios in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center here on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a misty 73 outside this lovely Wednesday morning. Welcome to Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere buenos dias, guten morgen, or bon matinee. Davis, how are we doing today on this fine, misty first day of autumn? It's already cooled off. Feeling good. The low is supposed to be 55 today, so I thought about wearing a jacket, but I knew it wasn't going to hit the low, so I just came in a short sleeve shirt. Fair enough. Got a composition to write in Spanish today, and that's what it's looking like for me today. That's it. I think it's going to be a pretty productive day for me as well. So hope everyone out there in Radio Land is going to be just as productive as we are today, but we have to have some fun first, and for the next two hours, we will be hanging out with you to bring you Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. So hope you are enjoying the show so far. But there are many surprises to come. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask us a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you want to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-WEGL. And I'll get to your call. You can also shoot us a tweet at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U on Twitter. And I might be a little more likely to get to that one. All right. As I mentioned, we are between computers here in the studio. So if you can bear with us, there is no video live stream today. But it should be bigger and better than ever before starting next week. So we're super excited to get the new computer up and running. Hopefully no more technical difficulties after the new computer is finally installed. So we're super excited for that. And thank you for bearing with us as we get that set up. All right, Davis, as I mentioned, it is the first day of autumn. It is already feeling like it um, with the with the mist outside and the rain kind of coming in. It's uh, it's more typical of the wintertime here here in the south to have, you know, rain at night, rain overnight, overcast skies. So I'm pretty excited to have the weather cool off a little bit. Obviously, we know it's going to stay hot until December, but there's gonna be there's gonna be a few days where where it feels okay. Be able to wear at, a jacket at least in the morning, you know. It Auburn pulled like an animal cross, and it went from like bright and really or hot and really sunny yesterday to like overcast and cool this morning. Yeah, I wonder if there's any new bugs we can catch this morning. Heck yeah, I got to get my net. All right, yeah, and, and I I I was talking to Chris when we were driving up to Pennsylvania. You know, and as as grow, someone who grew up in Alabama all their life and has really only lived in you know Florida as as another alternative, see, uh, I forget that it's it's late September. I mean, falls in full swing in other parts of the country. We were driving through Virginia, and there was you know apples and cider stands and pumpkin patches and all this stuff that I associate with much later in the year is already up and running and in in full swing. You know, leaves are changing, and uh, people people are taking hay rides already. 
I wish the South. Autumn's low key kind of my favorite favorite um season. See, almost had it. Season. It's just so fun. It's so it feels good once I mean it feels good everywhere else but the South. The South is autumn's just like mini summer. It's like winter too. The idea of autumn is my favorite. Okay, fair enough. But I'd say winter like in between winter and spring is mine because it feels actually feels good. And I like wearing jackets. I'm a big jacket guy. I mean, can't wait till it gets colder so I can really start dressing, as the old yeah. saying goes. Um, so yeah, the fact that the autumn weather is coming, combined with you know football's back, all the tenants are starting to fall into place for for autumn to be here. So pretty excited for that to transpire. Do you have any favorite aspects of autumn? Uh, obviously, the feeling more more so than uh, the the physical yeah. effects of it because. As as you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna say t-shirt weather here until Christmas. I'm gonna say something crazy here. Autumn has like the most nostalgic feeling of all the seasons, if that makes sense. There's like, a magic to it. I can think back to just like times where I was like playing football as a kid, and I feel the breeze hit me, and it's like the leaves blow, and it was just magical. Well, I I think it's the time you can play outside most as a kid. Yeah. Uh, because in the spring it's too rainy and too cold. Because this is the way the weather works here here in Alabama, it stays a little a little chilly all the way till April, at least for my liking. But you know, after school prime playtime, that is you get plenty of hours of sunshine. There's it's nice and dry, and it's nice and warm as well. So I mean, all my and and you're you're always you know it's a new school year. There's always new stuff going on in autumn, and so it 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 has a magic to it. I have a lot of very nice uh, some some things I only do in October because I have such like a, a strong tie to them, like play certain games or yeah. watch certain movies, eat certain foods, just because I have I tie them so closely to the autumn season. So I'm excited for that to come back. And uh, I had pumpkin spice coffee this morning. Was it good? It was very good. I had the, the Dunkin' brand pumpkin spice coffee just uh, from the store already pre-ground and just threw that in my coffee maker, feeling a little whimsical. Threw a little heavy cream in there, and it was uh, like a pumpkin pie. It was beautiful. I'm not a big coffee guy, personally, but people always make fun of pumpkin spice. Is it justified? Is it, like, too too stereotypical to be drinking pumpkin spice in autumn? Is it just it's good? Let people enjoy it. I think the pumpkin spice latte phenomenon is, is, is a prime suspect for satire. It's very easy to make fun of, but at the same time, I don't think pumpkin spice as a concept, while while very easily parodied and maybe rightfully so, it does get a bit excessive. Like you'll see like pumpkin spice cheese or like Doritos at the <laughs> store. You know, the pumpkin spice latte joke kind of died along. It stopped being funny to me. It, a it, while it ago. it's a relic of an older part of the internet, yes. I think. So, but I do I do enjoy pumpkin spice, and it really puts you in the puts you in the mood. I think. Interesting. It it uh it it makes the air a little a little a little crisper, makes the leaves a little crunchier, and it makes the football a little better. Maybe I'll have to start drinking coffee then. It might be worth it. I mean, I could give you some entry level coffee. That, that, that ca- won't knock you off your side. I'm not a big caffeine guy. So I'd rather wake up and be tired and get not tired. Naturally. Just deal with it. Yeah, just be a man. I know. After you've been drinking uh pretty much exclusively coffee and soda for the past ten years, like I have, your caffeine. Uh, tolerance gets gets pretty strong. The so. only caffeine I really drink is sweet tea now. I don't really drink soda that much anymore. You are a sweet tea connoisseur, and that I can respect. 
All right. Good. Plenty more to discuss here on Compact Discourse. we got some guests coming in later on the show, including DJP for our music hour of the week. We're also going to be talking about Georgia State as Auburn takes on the Panthers this weekend here in Jordan-Hare Stadium for homecoming. And there's plenty of homecoming festivities as well. So we will get to all that and more on the other side of this break. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. We're talking about Autumn. If you got something you want to say about Autumn, go ahead and call us. Go ahead and tweet at us. We'd love to hear from you. You listen to Combat Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1. Don't touch that dial. Stay right here. We'll be back in about two minutes on the other side of this break for some more Compact Discourse. Compact Discourse, right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joining alongside Davis Carroll. Hola. On this beautiful first day of autumn, buenos dias to you, Davis. It's great to have you here in the Bradley Basin Studios with us, and it's great to have all of you out there in Radio Land listening to us today, whether you be listening on your terrestrial radio, in your car, on your home stereo, however you, you manage to get that dial on 91.1, or you're listening to our Web live stream 24 hours a day on WEGLFM.com. It is, of course, a Weagle Wednesday, so we have a fabulous lineup of shows to get to today. Although, Woodstock Hour and Cheetah Print will not be happening tonight, as we have a Auburn University ladies volleyball game, or match, match, tonight at in the evening. Uh, it's going to be against Ole Miss. Conference play opens up against the Rebels of Ole Miss, but it is a home match, so WEGL is your place for Auburn University Volleyball. So in the stead of Woodstock Hour and Cheetah Print tonight, you can catch WEGL's dedicated sports team broadcasting live at the events of Auburn Arena as the ladies look to go 1-0 in conference play. We also got DJP coming on later in the show, and if you don't want to listen to him talk, you can always stick around after Compact Discourse, where he sits in my chair and DJs the station for about two hours after the show every Wednesday. So you don't want to miss that. Keep the dial right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. All right, we're talking about autumn, as it is the first day of autumn, and it feels like autumn outside. And, for uh, now. Yes, uh, obviously the sun's going to come out and, and burn off all this fog in about 10 minutes, and uh, we'll be in for it. But for now, we're enjoying the autumn while we still can. Uh, I traveled up to Pennsylvania over the weekend, and autumn is, of course, in full swing. We stopped at a farmer's market-type situation on just the side of a country road in Virginia. Got some apple butter, had some cider, felt some pumpkins. One of them was painted like Garfield. Whoa. Which I thought was a great design for a pumpkin, considering yeah. it's already orange. That's saving paint. It had um, one of my favorite fall traditions, the hay bales that get dressed up to look like spiders. You familiar with this? Mm-mm. We have hay bales that get dressed up like tractors in Mobile. I've seen quite a few of those. I don't understand. I, I don't get the joke there. It's not a joke. I mean, like, one, the big hay bales, the back wheel, smaller hay bales, the front wheel, and then they do whatever else with the rest. I've never seen the spider one, though. I think you should check it out. I grew up around hay bales, though. 
all my family, not all my family, a lot of my family sold cows and had cows. So and, like, you know, cows got to eat. We'd play on the hay bales and we get yelled at. Okay, fair enough. Fond memories there. Fond memories of getting yelled at on the hay. It was fun. All right, so a lot to get to today. If you have a story or your favorite part of autumn you want to talk about, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345, or you can send us a tweet at cdiscau. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, we're going to move on to our next topic, which is, all right, this is a bit zeitgeisty back in the day, Davis. I don't remember if you remember the legendary story of the bird scooters, but the bird scooters I are back. I have heard about those. The ones like you could rent? Yes. For those of you who don't know out there, uh, this was actually almost before my time. This might have been even my freshman year, so way back in the day at this point. Bird, the scooter rental company, back when the, that was a very uh, popular thing sprouting up in cities all over the country, figured they'd have a hand at starting up in Auburn, but they uh, failed to consider applying for a business permit before doing so. That's what they did with most of the cities they went to. And uh, as a result, the uh, Auburn Police Department impounded all (laughs) 300-odd bird scooters present in the city. So if you uh, looked on the map to see where the nearest bird scooter was to you, they were all in the Auburn University impound lot. You think they're still there? I... That's a good... I I don't know. Bird might have come picked them up. We should walk by and see. We should take a trek over to see. But... It seems that they're back in a in a more personalized fashion. So, from what I understand, athletes, ex- almost exclusively athletes, have been given like pretty high powered scooters to get the class on. Those things can move; they're pretty big as well, and they're just uh, they're terrorizing the concourse, according to some people. I don't personally have an issue with it. Just get out of the way if you see them coming, cause or I'm, hear them because yeah. They, they, they click clack along the, the, the bricks pretty loudly. What I'm most worried about is if you hit, like, you know, like how the bricks on the concourse can just be moved? Like, most of them you can just pick up and move? Very much, yes. What if there's just they just dunk out for the season right there? That's what I'm worried about. I don't want to give any people ideas. I probably just did on a- inadvertently. But, like, that's what I'm really worried about for athletes. There's rumors that maybe some of them got hurt on them. I'm not sure if that's true or not. It's a good story if it is. It is. That would that'd be like John Wall slipping in his house and tearing his Achilles again. What did he slip on? Water. <laughs> slipped on an ice cube. That was like, it was like he was a week away from being back to being able to play, and he slipped in, re-ruptured his Achilles. No, no, no. I think he, uh, that's how he tore his Achilles. Before that, I think he had an ACL tear maybe. Either way, he slipped in his house, and then he was out for another year. So I'll do some research at some time. What what are your thoughts on the scooters, Jack? I think I'm pro scooter overall. Um, it cuts down on foot traffic, which is nice because you can take a longer route, and, and you, you know you see people cut paths through the grass just because it's shorter. There's one outside my apartment where people have just worn the grass down to the dirt from walking over it because there's no sidewalk, and on a scooter you don't really have that option, so it it helps traffic flow because. You, you, you move on the more engineered paths. And it also, you're more willing to take a longer route. You know, when I'm on my bike, I'm more willing to take a longer route that has fewer people just because, you know, I can go faster. So I feel like I, I identify with, with the scooter people as a bike rider. So I, I get it. it. It helps with traffic flow a lot. And, you know, it uh, prevents the athletes from getting harassed, which is good. 
Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. If you were offered a scooter, like if we go walk in and it's like, okay, we have two scooters here. They were athlete scooters now. Do y'all want them? Would you be like, yes? Or would you be like, no, I don't want to join the scooters? I think I would, I would like to try it. I don't think I could ever give up my bike because uh, the the utility of it. You can you could haul a little more on a bicycle, I would say. That's fair. Um, but I, I think I would like to see what the scooters are all about. I'd like to see what their, their uphill capabilities are. But I don't think the scooter could take a punch as well as my bike, you know. Like, I can go off a curb, or they're doing a lot of construction yeah. by my house, so I, I go over a lot of gravel. I don't think the scooter would handle that very well. The scooter, I don't think the scooter can even go off a curb because it has the long standing part on it. You'd have to be going pretty, the curb. pretty fast to clear it. Interesting. Which, in and of itself, as, as someone who sc- suffered a, a scooter-related injury <laughs> in my youth for, from trying to clear a concrete curb, I, I might get some flashbacks I'm not comfortable with. The biggest thing with them is how cumbersome they are because you have to take them to class with you because you you can't lock them up. I mm -hmm. guess you could, but I've never seen anybody really lock them up. They just carry them up and they leave them in the Haley Center. You wouldn't want to put them out on a bike rack either because, you know, with with the rain situation here in Auburn. And some of the people that don't like them, which is apparently a good amount of people, they might vandalize it. They might sabotage your scooter. Cut your brake line. I don't think that'd happen. That'd be a funny story, though. That would be a funny story. Illegal, though. Don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> so overall i think we are pro scooter i think they're fun they're whimsical i'd ride it they're better than um back when the athletes used to ride those hoverboards uh this i think this is before our time davis but legend tells that the football team was issued uh you know what i mean when i say hoverboard like the like the two feeter where yeah. you just lean forward that I seems mean, dangerous those those, those kind of fell off I mean, honestly, good. Them. Those things were dangerous. Those were very uh, zeitgeisty. Like 2013 <laughs> to 2014, have been gone. My cousin still has. My sister has one that my cousin gave her from when she, when it was kind of hot back then. So like, I've tr- every time I try to ride it, she yells at me. I never really, I was never really able to ride it when it was hot. A little tough love. Yeah, understandable. So I, I think overall, this is the best solution for uh, for personal transport. I wouldn't want them having you know dirt bikes. That doesn't seem safe. So I'd, I'd be interested to see that. I think I think a or a moped I think would be a great. Uh, yeah, I think scooters are the best. Are more analogous. Overall. So I think like a razor scooter with a little motor on it is just about as it it's it's advanced enough to where it's worth having, but it's not too advanced to where it starts causing problems. If that makes sense. I think they've had this. I mean, Cam Newton used to ride a scooter like that around Auburn, from what I've heard. I I think, but you know, there's people that ride those. Uh, powered longboards and yeah. i think those are so few and far between that it doesn't cause any kind of any stir but the scooters are pretty prevalent they're pretty cool they they seem fun there's a lot of them though maybe one day i'll get hit by one and then i'll change my tune that would be an interesting development you might have to go do some 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 field research yeah, on in that. the field interesting hmm. where do they get these scooters from there's so many of them I'm sure they bought them, but like, do you think they bought them in bulk? They they probably have a a deal with some kind of manufacturer. How much how much are they looking at usually? I see you investigating. What I'm, all right, I think they have this GoTrax XR Elite electric scooter. Does that look about? Is that a little too heavy duty for what? I think that's it. Yeah, no, it's like it's for real. Like it's a for real scooter. So it's got a 15 and a half mile per hour top speed. It weighs 30 pounds. 
and you can go 18 and a half miles that sounds, per charge. That sounds pretty correct. It'll set you back about $500. Hmm. It's got a little bell. Does it really? Yeah. I haven't heard anybody ring the bell yet. Bring, bring. They can climb up to 15 degrees uh, grade. Interesting. If, so I feel like it definitely can't go up that hill. You know the one outside the student center? Like you're going up towards the village? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it could go it up that one. It has disc brakes like a race car. Interesting. Um, it folds up like a guitar. <laughs> this guy on the ad's playing it like a guitar. And, get this, uh, it has tires filled with air. So maybe it is a little sturdier than I thought it was. It could probably take on the gravel next to my apartment. I wonder, hmm, I kind of want one now. We might have to go do some 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 field research on this. My, 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 my mood has been changed after looking at the specs here. Interesting. All right, we're going to head to a quick break and check out these scooters. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse. We've got some guests coming up later on in the show. We're talking about music, so if you got a music hot take, we'd love to hear it in the second hour. You're listening to Compact Discourse with Jack and Davis. We'll be right back in about two minutes after these messages. Compact Discourse, right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joining alongside Davis Carroll on this fine Wednesday morning. Happy to have you in the studio with us this morning. It is the bottom of the hour, 8.36 a.m., so it, of course, is time for your Auburn, Alabama weather report. Right now it is 73 degrees and foggy in the loveliest village on the plain. 17% chance of rain for the rest of this hour. But the rain is going to get out of here finally since last Thursday. It's been a bit rainy here in Auburn. So 75 degrees and partly cloudy. 1% chance of rain this afternoon. So you can put a put away that rain jacket finally. And clear skies tonight with a 4% chance of rain. So a welcome respite from the rain finally. That rain has moved on to the North Carolina, West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania area, where plenty of thunderstorms and a cold front are heading for the American Northeast. All right, moving right along, we've been talking about scooters. We've been talking about autumn. But there's a lot more to get to here on the first hour of the show. If you have any opinions on athletes riding scooters, Personal scooters, if you ride one on your commute, we'd love to hear from you. Get some feedback because we're we're a bit novice in in the uh, discussion, if you couldn't tell. But we've also been talking about autumn. It's the first day of autumn, as you may know. So we're excited to get that underway and all the trappings that come with it. But, of course, we're going to move on to our next topic. All right. You all love the Travis Scott meal. There were mixed reactions to the J Balvin meal. The BTS meal was interesting, to say the least. The Saweetie meal. Did you ever get a chance to have that, Davis? I never have. I never had any of the Whoa. meals. Whoa. Okay. All right. 
you have a chance to have the Nelly meal. What? From where? From Burger King. There's a Nelly meal. What's in it? I'm a big Nelly fan. All right, hold on. All right. It's the Cornell Haynes Jr. meal. So the Nelly meal. The Nelly meal. But they call it the Cornell Haynes Jr. Name, meal. Yeah. I know I know it's his name, but why would they not just not call it the Nelly meal? Is he rebranding? I, I don't think Nelly's going to rebrand to his real name. It's just a Whopper. What? <laughs> There's nothing else in it? Is it like a Nelly toy or something? <laughs> There's a picture of Nelly, but I don't think you get that. What? <laughs> that, that's so lit. It comes in like a Bojangles box, uh, allegedly. All right, it's seven. Burger King will never catch up to McDonald's. It's 1,760 calories. It features a Whopper with cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, mayo, and ketchup. So a Whopper, a small fry, and a small Sprite. That's such a lame order, Nelly. Okay, I think this might be like a gotcha to McDonald's. Does that make sense? Like they're just like, oh, yeah, we can do it too, but they're making fun of them. Like Nelly's just like a normal guy. Nelly's not a normal guy. Nelly probably, I feel like Nelly actually gets like a milkshake or something. The something cor- fun. Okay, Cornell Haynes Jr. is a normal guy, which is why okay. they've, they've adopted oh, that moniker. You know what? I think it. I think there's something afoot. Burger King's too smart to roll out a, a plain Whopper. You know, their marketing team's always on top of things. Look, it says small common drinks has Sprite, but you can choose anything else besides Sprite. But then it's not a Cornell Haynes Jr. meal. <laughs> so do you think that, like, you, you're like, hey, can I have the Cornell Haynes Jr. meal but with a Dr. Pepper or whatever? And then they're like, sorry. No. Then they just give you a regular bag. Then they don't give you the box anymore. I, think, I mean, if I, if I was Burger King corporate, that would be my instructions to the employees. All right. You know, this is like the joke. Have you seen the joke on Twitter about the J. Cole meal? No. That it would just be a plain cheeseburger with a water. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Because he's so wholesome and down to earth. So, he rides a bike everywhere. He wears he wears old clothes. All right. So the J. Cole meal is yet to come. But, all right, the Auburn family might be a little more interested in this one, uh, considering it's 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 more unique than a plain Whopper. The Owen Papo meal yeah. is now launching at Jack's. I think it's a web exclusive. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Eatatjacks.com. Here it is. Get in the game and take down Auburn linebackers Owen Papo's winning order. You ready for this? Yes. Classic buffalo boneless wings, a crispy side of fried pickles, and a delicious double dough milkshake. Ooh, that sounds so – I'm so hungry right now. Man. So this thing looks good. It is at Jack's. It is a online exclusive. So go ahead and – if you want to get the Owen Papo meal, you are going to need the Jack's app. Or online ordering. Um, there's an order now button right here. It, it says take on his meal. Is it saying that's like going to be challenge. difficult? So here's the thing. I, I would like to rescind something. difficult for me. I'm going to rescind something I said the other day on the show. I said Alex eats like a horse. Last night I determined I eat like a horse because I had eaten a big meal and then Jack mentioned food I like and I got hungry again. So I think I can demolish this meal, to be honest. But I, I think your thesis with Alex eating like a horse was that he eats loudly. Was that right? Was that not? Well, he he eats. So I used to make fun of how he eats because he. I don't have the visuals to show you, but he'd like used to close his eyes when he eat. Like every time he took a bite, he'd close his eyes, which is really weird to me. He doesn't eat loud or anything. He just it was funny how he ate. He doesn't really eat like that anymore though. But he eats. A, he used to eat a ton. Jax is still serving breakfast, but I can't. You can get a. You can get a double dough. Milkshake. A double dough milkshake sounds amazing. Double the dough. I can't wait to double try Double the deliciousness. It. Treat yourself to our new hand-dipped, hand-mixed double dough milkshake made with chocolate ice cream and oh two servings of cookie dough. 
I can't. This don't, gonna, don't mind if we do. This is going to take up all my calories for this week when I eat it. I'm going to have to not eat anymore this week. I think it'd be worth it. It's going to be amazing. Are we trying it tonight? I think I think it's going to have to happen. How much is it for the open pep home meal? Uh, well, it, I can tell you that after breakfast ends, but right now there's no price listed. <laughs> no! Oh, it's it looks so good. Those buffalo wings are going to be amazing. Can you? I'm, I mean, can we can we get the whole Auburn defense to have a meal? Mm. Like like that they can just replace the numbers on the menu with the literal defense's numbers. That'd be a lot of. That'd be a lot of. I guess only eleven if you just did the starters. Yeah, I and mean, there's there's eleven meals on the Jacks. That'd menu. be that'd be a cool promo for at least like a day or a week. That'd be kind of cool. Forever. I don't know if Jacks could do that I mean, forever. The I guess they're the I guess they're from, from Alabama. The one across from Tiger Iron. I mean, yeah. After chai grind, you go and get a quick Owen Popol meal. Go get the Jacoby uh, McLean <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> the Jacoby McLean biscuit. Oh, I'm, I'm on so board with I'm that. so hungry now, Jack. You've settle made me down, hungry. Davis. I just it's a milkshake. Settle down. So the buffalo wings sound amazing. I'm not a big fried pickle guy, I'll admit, but I'm willing to try them for the for the sake of the meal. See, I love fried pickles. I love that sour taste. I, anything I'm not a big sour anything guy. acidic, I need it. I'm not a big pickle guy in general, but the friedness might make it. I'm a bit perturbed by me. the the choice of a milkshake as the drink, though. Do I do that all the time. Do you just not have a? You you get so thirsty though. That is my drink. It hide it doesn't hydrate you, but you're like it it. It satiates your thirst for the moment. I, I can't. I can't do that. Take it from someone that does it semi-often. At, Bur- at, at Dairy Queen, I never get a drink. You get a blizzard? Yeah. That's not even a shade. That's just a cup of ice cream. But still, I mean, I don't get the, you don't get the drink there. At Chick-fil-A, I, sometimes I'll get a milkshake instead of a drink. Uh, McDonald's, I'll do that sometimes. I don't oh. do it all the time. I can't. I, as much as I love milkshakes, I can't eat them every single time I eat something. I love soda too much to be doing that. I don't, I, I I don't say, like to be burping after. <laughs> You're going to be burping after a, a pound of fried pickles this is gonna and buffalo so chicken. Good. It is going to be good. You have to unbutton the button on my pants or something. I did, uh, w- when on our road trip up to Pennsylvania, every time we got food, Chris did get a large chocolate milkshake. And yeah. It was a sight to behold. Chris and I are Chris and I are the same now. That's what I do. I don't I don't know how he I mean it was like eating he's like eating cement over there it's in the past. Good. Oh, it sounds so good right now. I, I didn't know how he, he he's a he's a stronger person than I am. Chris has more weight than you to to fill to it up. Suck down the chocolate milkshake. He yeah. was doing reviews. He was it was it was driving <laughs> What was me. his best one? I think Burger King was his favorite. I've never I've never had a Burger King milkshake, I'll be honest. I don't go to Burger King very often though. Burger King's my road trip meal, you know? Just there's no Burger King in sight for me, so I don't ever think about to get it. <laughs> like a goldfish. <laughs> McDonald's is right down the road, so I'll be like, I'll get McDonald's, and their milkshakes are really good, in my opinion. Okay. Controversial take, but I, I think, think they're pretty good. I think we'll, le- we'll end on that. All right, we're going to head to a quick break, and when we come back, we might just have a guest. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. We're talking scooters. We're talking fall. We're talking the Owen Papo meal. Don't go anywhere. we got a lot more to get to here on Compact Discourse. We'll be back in about two minutes after this break. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. 
I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. We are welcoming DJP into the booth with us. It is a Weagle Wednesday, so get excited for that. We thank you to however you are listening to the show today, whether that be on your radio or by listening to our 24-hour-a-day video web live stream on WEGLFM.com. Just click the play button on the boombox to hear WEGL's entire line of programming. No video live stream today as we are getting the computer here in the studio sorted out, but looks like that will be the end of our technical difficulties for the time being. All right, we've been talking about first day of autumn, we've been talking about scooters, and we've been talking about the Owen Papo meal. So there's a lot to get to here. And we got to welcome DJP himself along with DJVis mm. into the studio. DJP, how are we doing today? It's the first day of fall. It feels great outside. Yeah, I heard you say something about that. It's like the, what, the fall equinox or something today? I think it's the first day of fall. <laughs> well, I mean, it feels pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a windbreaker, so I walked out and I was like, you know, it's a little... Consider this this is the right temperature yeah, for Consider it, so. that wind broken. You know, I think each season should have their own groundhog. I don't agree. Something like that. So a fun little animal. Will they all be the groundhogs? No, 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 no. Just a fun little animal. Okay. Would, be, would they all be like rodents, like groundhog type? I mean, it could be if they're fun, but like it doesn't monk? have to a be. A squirrel has to, I don't even know. <laughs> a a woodpecker has to peck the tree five times. That means it's autumn. Mm. I have no idea. We'll workshop it. Jury's out. That. All right, JP, what's your favorite part of autumn? Lay it on us. Um, okay, I really like whenever all the leaves start changing colors. He's a like, leaf chaser. Not really. A leaf but. peeper, if you will. <laughs> so I'll, I'll kind of go into a little bit more detail about this one. So my mom has Get your knitting needles out, <laughs> folks, because JP's about to spin a yarn. Oh, I will. <laughs> Don't think I won't for a minute. No, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, so my mom is a place in Asheville, North Carolina, and it has one of the most diverse, uh, what type of trees is it? Deciduous trees? Deciduous would be correct. Okay, so they have one of the most diverse deciduous tree populations apparently in the country. And I've always loved seeing pictures of that area at that time of the year. And last year, I finally got to see that area of the year during the fall. Absolutely beautiful. I got to see Virginia a couple years ago, too. And Virginia looks really nice this time of the year. We really don't get many beautiful trees here in Auburn. The ones over by the wreck look good for like a few days, and then all the trees are gone, or all the leaves are gone. Mm-hmm. But we only get yellow here in Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I like all the colors of it, but if you're ever looking to see some beautiful trees, and I don't know, maybe what do they do? Apple picking in the Appalachians, whatever. That's a good thing to do in the fall. So I hope everyone has a great day. And enjoy the first day of fall. That's lovely. Yeah, you usually here, you get like a rainstorm, and then you wake up the next day, and all the leaves are gone. You don't get to enjoy them. They just kind of fall off. The South Especially. has animal crossing seasons. I'm saying it. I'm sticking with that. You just Especially wake up one day, and it's different. Yeah. Down in Mobile, man, you know, it just, we get one bad rainstorm a year. No, no we get like 18 bad rainstorms a year. Then you wake up and you're like, well, there's a tree down. All the leaves are gone. You can't drive downtown. And Yeah. Tunnel's closed. Tunnel is closed. What is day? it closed this morning? I don't know. Maybe. It, there's a know, good chance. It's I like, mean, it's basically it's closed with the traffic that comes out of it. But, you know, I took Jack through the traffic one time there. He was able to experience it. Which, uh... Wallace. Across the bay? Or yeah. 
the Bayway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have I told you about the Bayway songs? I never actually what? made a playlist for the Bayway songs, but since the uh, the Bayway it's Townie time. The, yeah, we're about to go into a quick Townie time. Go ahead. <clears throat> so the Bayway is like eight to ten miles long, so mm-hmm. it normally takes around like eight to ten minutes to drive across or so. And there'd be just certain songs that you could play the one song and just drive all the way across. Or you could do, like, two songs. Like uh, Jessica by the Allman Brothers. Yeah. It, it's a really good one to drive across the Bayway, too, depending on the time of day. Like, if you can go and pretty much maintain the same speed, like, keep that cruise control going, listen to a good song, it's just something really satisfying that mm. I enjoyed either going to school in the morning or, like, leaving school. It was one of the things I would look forward to. Every time I've ever been on the Bayway, she usually has traffic, so. You got to you gotta get the right time, brother. <laughs> I don't know where the country thinks. I, I do know. It's actually from that album I was listening to this JP's morning. JP's been, been uh, talking to Mr. Simpson this morning, is what uh, I hear. A little Sturgill for mm-hmm. the morning. Interesting. Is it like a new cowboy? Album? Oh, yeah. Yeah. New it, Sturgill? Oh, I love that album. Thumb, uh, thumbs up from JP? Double thumbs up, honestly. Double thumbs Big up. Big thumbs wow. up from DJP. Will yeah. it be played any on your show when it comes back? Um, I'm th- well. Okay, I was gonna talk to Britt today about the DJ pool and see if we can get more Sturgill on here because that's one of my favorite country artists. Easily, like when it comes to new country music, that's my favorite, hands down. So I was hoping that we could get more of his music on here because if we could get some bluegrass, like this song, I'll, I'll have to play it during the commercial break because I don't want to get a copyright strike or anything like that. But Davis, you'll get a kick out of the music that I was listening to this morning. You will. Will I? <laughs> you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to end off this first hour by talking about the SEC football schedules for next year. we got some notable out-of-conference matchups going down in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, starting off with Alabama, who will be opening up their season against Utah State at home. They're playing ULM at home as well. I mean, they've got Austin P as their cupcake game before the Iron Bowl. Their most notable out-of-conference game is that they are playing at Texas on September 10th. So not only a preview of Texas joining the SEC, but also uh, Nick Saban taking on Steve Sarkeesian in DKR in Austin. So that'll be an interesting matchup, Davis. Oh, you want me to say? I thought you were going to keep going with reading. I mean, I can. Do you have anything to say about Alabama at Texas, though? I mean, that's big. I mean, Alabama's probably still going to win, but I would like to see Alabama travel and take on the Longhorns at what's their stadium called? It's called DKR Memorial, Darren K. Royal, I think. Interesting. I want to see the elephant talk to the Longhorn on the field. I know Alabama doesn't have an elephant, but. I want to see that they red, got Big Al. That big red, cool. that red water. Yeah, I was not going to talk to the actual Longhorn. It probably maul him. Like Bevo tried to maul Uga. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Uga was not about that. Bevo wasn't about it either. Yeah, I mean, all right. Bevo is that what it is? Bevo. B e v o. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we got Bevo. Arkansas next up on the docket. They're taking opening on the, up their season at home against Cincinnati, who's a very good team this year. We'll see if that continues next year. Um, they are at BYU on October 15th, so that's a very interesting matchup for the Razorbacks traveling out to Utah to play BYU. Auburn, they are hosting San Jose State on the 10th of September. They are hosting Penn State as the second half of that home-at-home, and then their cupcake game is going to be Western Kentucky the week before the Iron Bowl. Florida is hosting 
Utah in the Urban Meyer Bowl to open up their season. They are also playing against Florida State, as always, and their other out-of-conference game is Eastern Washington. So Florida-Utah on September 3rd is one to keep your eyes on. Georgia opening up their season against Oregon in Atlanta, so not really a neutral site game, but a neutral site game on paper as Georgia takes on the Ducks of Oregon. Kentucky is not going to have any notable out-of-conference games. LSU will be playing Florida State in New Orleans. So that's an interesting matchup, to say the least. Um, Again, another road game on paper, but knowing LSU fans, I think they'll be taking over the Superdome pretty handedly. And that is going to be on Sunday. So that's your Sunday opening week game. Ole Miss is going to be at Georgia Tech as their notable out-of-conference game. Memphis is going to be playing Mississippi State, so we'll hope the refereeing can be a little better than it was in this matchup. Did you see that uh, kickoff return, Davis? I think I, saw, I think I saw the clips, but I didn't really see the context of why. Chris and I were watching it this morning, and he was very upset. What did the refs do? They bas- uh, Mississippi State fumbled, muffed the kickoff, and then they kind of set it down, and the, there, there was, he, the runner was down with it. Oh, kind yeah. of. And then the guy picked it up and ran it all and the way back. the referee did his hands like the, the play was dead, but he also threw the beanbag for a fumble. So he did both indications of the play, and then Memphis runs it back for a touchdown. I did see that, actually. So uh, not, not the best refereeing across the board this weekend from the SEC crews. All right, we got Missouri. They will be playing at Middle Tennessee and at Kansas State. So two interesting matchups for the Tigers of Missouri. South Carolina will be playing Charlotte, South Carolina State, and Clemson, as always, and Georgia State. And then Tennessee will be playing at Pittsburgh as the second half of their home-and-home. And And A&M will be playing Sam Houston State, Appalachian State. They will be hosting Miami. And then their final out-of-conference game is UMass. Vanderbilt has a very interesting schedule. They will be playing Northern Illinois, at Northern Illinois, rather, uh, Wake Forest, Elon, and at Hawaii as a Week Zero game. So I mean, there's a lot. I'm, I'm proud of the SEC for kind of stepping up and scheduling these weird out of conference games. I like it. Does the SEC usually release it this early? You know, when it came out yesterday, I was a bit surprised, but I also couldn't remember any other time that it's been like this. Like, I, I'm not. I don't, I don't really have my finger on the pulse. You know, understandable. We need to call Hillman. He'll know. He'll know. All right. And with that, we are going to head to our 9 o'clock break. We'll be back in about five minutes. And when we come back, we'll be talking to DJP about all things music as it is a Weagle Wednesday. But whatever else he has on his mind, we'll be happy to accommodate. If you want to get your opinion on the show, go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. And we'll get right to you. Don't go anywhere. Compact Discourse will be back in about five minutes with the second half of the show. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. We welcome you into the second half of the show. It's about 9.02 a.m. on this lovely 
misty Wednesday morning. We are happy to have you in the booth with us on this first day of autumn. Hope your autumn is off to a rocking start, and we would like to keep it going as we're hanging out with you until 10 a.m. this morning. And then if you want to keep that dial right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, we got DJP taking over the station for the next hour or so after that to bring you the rock and roll hours. All right, let's get right into the show. Davis, JP, we still feeling good? Feeling pretty good. I'll say yes. Okay. He's conceding. So first thing I'll bring up, I'm kind of looking at it right now, but on this day in music in 1969, the band released their self-titled album, which had Up on Cripple Creek, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. They got a couple other ones on there, but the band is actually one of my first band t-shirts I ever bought. And, you know, Mm. I didn't really wear band band t-shirts until, like, later on in high school, early into college is when I started wearing them a lot more often. I've got my Weagle 50 shirt on today. I had two for the Weagle Wednesday. Got to wear the Weagle gear. Uh, that's that's all I have right now because I didn't really do a lot of prep work for this day in music. But, Davis, do you have any albums I or mean, anything that was released the, today? The band is worth talking about for a little while. The band is, is pretty legendary. They they kind of took the, took the bull by the horns, as it were, by naming themselves the band. Mm-hmm. That's pretty le- – I mean, you only get one of those. And and they, uh, I think they're 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 deserving of of the title. Yeah, I mean they're known for Atlantic City. Um, I mean, up on Cripple Creek is another really good one. The night they drove old Dixie down was, I think, the first one that I heard back in high school mm-hmm. that I was like, "Yo, these guys are really good." I'll never forget the person who showed it to me. It's one of my one of my golfing buddies back home. But I remember hearing that when we were playing golf. I was like, "Dude." How do I not know who these people are? And then uh, I heard Atlantic City right after, and then I, then I realized. You know, I really enjoy what is it? Is it the the Last Waltz? The, yeah, the movie? that album. The, the yeah, album and then the documentary mm-hmm. where it's just the the concert footage of it. Yeah, I think the renditions of the songs that they play on that that album are just it shows uh, like a maturity. You know shows how the band evolved over the years. And I think, you know, that rendition of the night they drove old Dixie down is like the one I grew up with. And so mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to hear it any other way. But I, I just think it's 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 such a beautiful you don't see that anymore with music with like a perfect kind of crystallized version of an end product that they put out there. Yeah. I, I think it's super unique, super cool and, you know, definitely Worth at least a listen, if not a watch, if you haven't seen it already. That's that's the band, The Last Waltz. Mm-hmm. And I have a question for you, Jack. Davis, you might be able to answer this one too. But you know the song Ophelia? Like the Lumineers did it, but I think the band did it better. What do you think? I think the, the Lumineers definitely had more of a cultural impact, obviously. I mean, we're living through it, so. Yeah. I may, maybe I'm, of course I'm biased in saying that. But oh, the band, you know. The originals. The Lumineers kind of did start their own little, like, kind of semi-genre whenever they started making music. That little stomp, hey, ya, mm-hmm. little smack something, get everyone in the background and say, hey, add a lot of reverb to it. They made a whole genre out of that. Little little faux folk action. Yeah, ho, hey, uh, sleep on the floor, which is a great song, great music video, too. But it's been done before. The band did it first. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm sure that someone even 
before the band did that. Like a lot of music that like became popular in like the 50s and 60s is kind of based on like even older stuff. But I really like whenever I can find a brand new, completely original song. I just think that's so cool. It's mm-hmm. very difficult to write something that is completely original. It is. You show me a few Buck Owens songs where I'm just like, this is unlike anything else I've ever heard in my life. I'm trying to think of a good Buck Owens song off the top of, off the dome. Uh, that's the guy that made Made in Japan, right? Yes, sir. Such that, a great song. That's one song. of them. Um, I was listening to a lot of Buck Owens, a lot of country on my uh, drive through Tennessee on Sunday. So I, I found it very fitting. What'd you think of, uh, you already know the Buffett song I sent you, but I sent you a Pirate Looks at 40. Yeah, that's one of our favorites. Um, off that album, one. one of Chris's favorites is Ten Cup Chalice. So we had a little, we had a little listen through A1A. Oh, yeah. There's something nice about listening to, uh, I really like a Pirate Looks at 40 on a Sunday afternoon. Pencil Thin Mustache is underrated Jimmy Buffett. I mean, all of A1A, I mean, I'm super, I'm like, I'm a Jimmy Buffett fan, but I don't know every Jimmy Buffett song. Pendleton Mustache is good. He talks about, uh, I can't remember the name. I give up on that one. But it's a good song. Check it out. Act, Act JP, check yeah. it out. Act Naturally is one of my favorite Buck Owens songs. It's, you know, it's about, it's about he's starring in a movie, and he's going to have to play a guy who has a broken heart, and all he's got to do is act naturally. And I think that's a, that's a I like that. It's, it's, it's a sweet song. I think one of the greatest country songs. Actually, this is a very popular opinion, but he stopped loving her today by George Jones. That's yeah, that's like consensus best song, best country song ever yeah. for a lot of people. It's got great like imagery in the lyrics. Good old George Jones. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was supposed to go see Buffett last Sunday, and the concert was supposed to be at the Wharf, but it got canceled. Something related to COVID, and man. I was none too pleased about that. Mm. I really wish that I could have gone to see that. You ever ever seen Buffett live? Yeah, he was one of my first concerts. After the BP oil spill, he did a little charity concert down in Gulf Shores on the main stage as they do the Hangout Festival stage. So that was one of my first ones because I remember my like a good friend of mine, his dad was the mayor at the time. Either that or he had just finished up his like last term. And since he runs that convenience store, he gets like he's kind of got a little deal with the Coca-Cola distributors, so they get him tickets to like whatever concerts. Yeah, that's such a towny thing. The more I <laughs> spin this yarn, the more I realize. But yeah, we had like a little bit of a VIP thing going on, man. It was awesome. I'll never forget here in uh, Margaritaville and like the searching for this shaker assault and mm. hearing everyone in the crowd just yelling like. I, I don't want to do it right now, but it was it was a cool experience. That and Dave Matthews Band were my two first concerts. Okay, okay. That's respectable. A little DMB action. Davis, what was your first concert? Um, I think it was Ed Sheeran. I'm not going to lie. Awesome. I'm not a big Ed Sheeran fan anymore. It was back when I was in like middle school, and my mom and my aunt went with me. Where did you, you see it? Texas at the AT&T Center, I think it was. Oh, wow. Big my, aunt li- my aunt lives there. Where at? In Austin? Texas? Somewhere in Texas, yeah. I'm not sure where. Yeah, Austin is really starting to blow up, man. It's kind of already been on the rise, but that's that's kind of my number one or number two place that I want to go after I graduate. Is either there or Nashville. One of those two would be really awesome if I could move there because – 
Austin, I think, is going to have the better live music scene. Nashville's going to have the better country music scene. But I also really want to get into, like, not I don't want to be a stand-up comedian, but I want to go see stand-up acts. Like, I've never seen a comedian live before, and I think it'd be really cool because Austin's blown up. Ever since Joe Rogan moved there, it's just absolutely going nuts. So I want to check that out. I know Nick Coletti is going there. That guy's one of the the Suh dude guys that got famous on Vine. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be funny to see him live doing stand up. Intriguing. I do have enough. I have a today in music history. If y'all want to hear it, go for it. Do y'all have? Um, do y'all know who the game is? I've heard of him, but I don't really know him. So the game is this rapper. He's not really very big anymore, but one of the fun facts about him, he used to always do the same freestyle anytime he was asked to do a freestyle. Exact same one every time. But today in hip-hop history, the game was given a con- conditional discharge at Miami Manhattan's criminal court after being charged with impersonating an officer. They said he told a cab driver he was an undercover cop and told him to run several red lights. The game claimed the cab driver noticed they were being followed and asked who was in the car. He said that he, he he claimed that he told the cab driver he was the hip hop police and the cab driver did it himself. So I'm not sure what the hip hop police are, but you know, uh the game claims he's won. I win. He won the game. Jack. Man. Did that you was just a lose so- the game. That was a softball. Mm. The hip hop police. Now this is an interesting concept. I got. I'm kind of looking through a couple other different um, this day of music history. I'm looking at the website. In 1990, Garth Brooks released "No Fences," which has become the greatest selling country album of all time. Has sold over 13 million copies in the first five years of its release. I don't even know what that album is. "No Fences." That's by got Garth Brooks. Thunder Rolls, "New Way to Fly." Two of a Kind, Working on a Full House, Victim of the Game, Friends in Low Places, Wild okay. Horses, Unanswered Prayers, Same Old Story, Mr. Blue, and Wolves. I I should have known that that was the one with uh, Friends in Low Places because that's one of the most famous country songs. That one, I think, okay, if you, go, if you ever go to Sky Karaoke, a few songs that you are guaranteed to hear is going to be Neon Moon, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Friends in Low Places, Mm-hmm. Save, another, a ho- save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yes. Yeah. Another really popular one has been Congratulations by Post Malone. Mm, suspect. Yeah. Suspect. I was there a couple weeks ago. And, I, well, I mean, I don't want to go into full detail about this story, but there were these guys playing pool, and they were like halfway through their game whenever they had to go sing karaoke, and they were doing that song, and they were getting so hyped and so into it. And it was like, a Wednesday night, so there was like no one there, and they're like one, two, three, let's go, and they were doing the song. I'm like, it's just that's man. fun. It kind of, you know, I kind of had to do one of these, take a little picture, and added my cringe compilation. <laughs> but sorry, guys, it just wasn't it. I don't know. I might just be hating right now. We'll see. They were having fun, JP. I really like Thunder Rolls. That's one of my favorite Garth songs. You know that one, JP? I don't know that one. Thunder rolls, lightning strikes, love grows cold under a sleepless night. Ooh. It's 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 a good opener to the album. I, I mean, obviously, Friends in Low Places is your That's the is your headliner. Banger. But 
Yeah, we have that on Weagle. Shout out Gavin for putting that one on there. That one might just be coming on after Compact Discourse today if you're not careful. I might have to do it, mm. man, because I'm after we get the uh, the final day for the whenever they're going to start playing us in the student center, I'm going to try and do like a consistent show every Wednesday morning from 10 to 12, as well as the Woodstock hour that evening. Cause you know, I can't do Woodstock every evening, but I could probably do the music show like every morning, this 10 to 12. I want to do like nineties music, of course, some indie music, but I also want to do country at some point. I think it'd be really fun to just throw in like a half hour of country music in there. People love country. Especially in Auburn, Alabama. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to head to a quick PSA break. When we come back in about two minutes, there's still a lot to get to on Compact Discourse, including JP's thoughts on the Owen Papo meal. That's a little teaser for you. All right. Yes. We'll be back in about two minutes. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside DJP and Davis Carroll. We're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. If you want to get your opinion on the show, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345 or tweet at us at CDISCAU. We'd love to hear from you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and J.P. Williams. That's DJP. We're welcoming you into this exciting episode of Compact Discourse. It is Wednesday morning, about 9.18 a.m. on this first day of fall. We are glad that you have chosen to spend your morning with us, Auburn's only drive time morning show is there not another radio station in town that does this student run i haven't checked therefore it doesn't exist word all right no more casting dispersions we are pretty excited (laughs) to announce that uh, if you are a student here at auburn university wegl will be making its way onto the loudspeakers at the student center here in the harold melton student center where we broadcast live every morning we're super excited to get that underway. JP, you pretty excited about that? Dude, I cannot wait. That is going to be so cool to be able to walk out there and then hear music that's playing in here. Because that means if I ever like want to listen to music in here, but I have to go run an errand or like take a phone call or something like that, I can just cue something up and I can walk out there and I can still hear it and be on the phone and not be in the studio. I don't know. I just think that it's going to be really cool. Like, it's something that I've always wanted to do since we were freshmen. And here I am as a senior, and it's, like, finally happening. Like, that's kind of how a lot of stuff around here has been this year. Like, the music festival, like Tiger Fest, or I still call it Weagle Fest in my head just because, thank you, Dylan. I I don't want to get too deep into that. But that's something that's literally been a dream since I was a freshman and seeing that happen. And now we have this. It's all coming together. Everything's coming up, DJP, as it were. For now. All right. There's a lot going on on campus today. It is, of course, homecoming week. But uh, before we get to that, of course, 
lot to get to on the show. We do want to give a quick shout out to The Depot, uh, which turned six years old today. So The Depot restaurant downtown, very good restaurant. I've been with my folks a couple times. I know Chris Tobias likes to go there on date night, but The Depot is six years old today. So interesting. Good. Uh, Good on ya. Is that the one on college? Uh, not on college. I mean, right across the train tracks. Yeah, by the train tracks. Interesting. I haven't been there before. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there either. What type of food do they have? It's a. It's like a. It's like the Hound, maybe. It's like Southern chic, if you will. Have you been to the Hound, Jeff? I have been to the Hound. Is it like the Hound? It's like it's less. It, if the if the Hound is flannel, then the Depot's like suede. Okay, I, th- I think I'm picking up what you're. That's kind of crazy how we all understood that. Yeah, I mean, I know I know how to put put <laughs> pencil. They wear your nice khakis when you go there. Oh yeah, I mean you got. You I press mean, them beforehand. Like, mm, I couldn't I, be bothered. Starch them, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. You have your guy do it. You wear your bleach jeans yeah, when you go to the hound. <laughs> yes, you wear sir. your khakis when you go to the depot. That's kind of what I'm hearing right here. You can yeah, you can wear your khaki colored jeans. And what do you wear if you go to Acre? You gotta tuck it in. You gotta keep it tucked. Which one's the acre? You keeping it tucked? I always so, stay tucked. A, so, that not Dave, not Dave Chappelle. That's uh, Key and Peel. Key and Peel. Keeping it tucked. Keeping it you tucked. You know what I'm talking about? That's uh, when they do the <laughs> Obama meeting all the different like supporters video, whatever. They did that with the NBA. That that one is so funny. I love that skit. Dude, it's been a minute since I've heard people just make key and peel jokes. Those, yeah, like, that's that's a bit of a relic at this point. Mm-hmm. Good call. I mean, people definitely still bring up Dave Chappelle jokes because I think a lot of his stuff is timeless. But was the last Peele's, time y'all heard someone quote the substitute teacher? I quote that one. My mom really likes that one, so I'll quote uh, that yeah, to her it, sometimes. The old people are kind of still on like the, the Hingle McCringleberry wave. Yeah, but like Key and Peele's more like, they they have don't have as many quotables as David Chappelle. They just have good skits. And I'll sketches. I'll disagree with you there. Key and Peele. They is have very, a lot of quotables, but not as easily brought up as Dave Chappelle's the, quotables. Key and Peele is very um, I will say a little more niche than people would like to think. Like obviously everybody's seen Substitute Teacher, but like the funniest Key and Peele is like stuff. No, it's it's hard to get people on board with. Yes, like not everybody's seen it. You know. Mm-hmm. Good take. There's yeah. a lot I want to repeat, but I can't. The you East know. West Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is like Eni gold. Co- Eni Coney at Sigourneth Junior Stein. Like, come on. I can't. That's think funny. Of, like <laughs> log jammer to baggage claim. Come on. <laughs> I can't think of any of them off the dome piece. I need to go rewatch that one. X wing yeah. at Alysiusness. Yeah, like that is hilarious. That's like how they got Elon Musk's child's name or something like that. No, I'm kidding, but. <laughs> I think that relates. Wow, I think that's owned. Like, yeah, you got yeah, you sorry, got Elon, Elon on that one. Good morning, good morning, Elon. Good All morning, right. Elon. <laughs> Homecoming week, get hype. Is it also something happened on the concourse week? Yeah, they're they're on the concourse this morning. I had the headphones in, looking at my phone. They're like, are they doing the the campaigning? Uh, yes. I feel like no. they're not yelling at you, telling you to vote quite yet, but they're out there. Not hollering. All right, homecoming week. Here's your schedule. Tonight, movie night, Soul, Davis. Mm. You seen Soul? Nope. I know you like Coco. I do love Coco. So, interesting. I've heard that Soul is like the best one that they've it's made. It's not better than Coco. I not the best right one, but I've heard that it's up I've there. heard it's really good. I just haven't watched it yet. It's got Jamie right. Foxx in it. Well, well if you want Fox to be the judge of whether Soul is better than Coco, watch you Coco fight me. after the show. Fight Davis. And then you can watch Soul 
tonight on the Cater Lawn at 7 p.m. That's from 7 to 9.30. Brought to you by UPC and Tiger Nights. Uh, tomorrow night is Trivia Night at Alex's favorite restaurant, The Edge Central Dining. Interesting. So that's the 23rd at 7 p.m., 7 to 9. You can go to Trivia Night at The Edge Central Dining. The Miss Homecoming Voting Day is the 24th. Plan accordingly is all I'll say to that. Um, but you can go to aub.ie backslash SGA vote from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to vote for Miss Homecoming. Once again, on the 24th on Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you can go to aub.ie slash SGA vote to vote for Miss Homecoming. And then also on Friday on the Stanford Lawn from 6 to 7.30 p.m., there is a homecoming parade and pep rally on the Sanford Lawn. That's Friday the 24th. Well, the parade's at 6, pep rally's at 6.30. Sanford Lawn. Yo, how come we've never done a float or anything? I feel like we could do something cool. You going to make it, JP? What? You going to make like a paper, sh- paper mache float? No, nah, I feel like we could just hop in the back of someone's truck with a giant speaker and just have a good time. That's just most. That's most Mardi Gras parades. It's just the dude at the front with the speaker. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what that parade is. Unless someone had like a little trailer tailgate thing we could put together, but I don't know. I could get my hands on a trailer. I know where one is. I gotta see a man about a trailer. You gotta <laughs> looking for a man. Uh, before we move on, though, I heard you mention Alex's name. Did y'all give him a shout out yesterday? Why would we have done that? Because well, yesterday was his birthday, bro. He just turned 21. Mm. So, Alex, if you're out there. He is out birthday. there. He didn't die. Well, he's I mean, out like, there. He's tuned in is what I mean okay. by that. I don't think he what is. Do, what do you mean by that? What do you, it, ah, yes. What my birthday. All right. Happy uh, birthday, Alex. Happy birthday, Davis' dad. Happy birthday, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> both on Both on September 20th. Both named Jeffrey. Both lived in the same apartment complex. And both they, graduated in 91. I'm I'm... Whoa. I'm a little perturbed by this development that Davis and I have organically come Jeffrey up with. Jeffrey Hart and Jeffrey Carroll. Mm. Interesting. It's a bit. It's a bit too co- uh, coincidental. What's your dad's middle name? I I don't feel comfortable revealing that. Yeah. I, <laughs> What's I his social security that number? Personal. Settle down, Davis. <laughs> I know you're hungry, but I am hungry. That brother's starving. I think we get our need need to get our dads and Chris's dad to meet. And have a nice discussion. See how that go on air. Y'all need to see this picture from my freshman year of my dad and another one of my friend's dads wearing like the same outfit on game day. And there's like a video of them like with like the almost the same looking koozies, just like like cheersing each other mm-hmm. at the tailgate. <laughs> they did the they did the Great Gatsby thing. No, not like that. It was I don't know. It was like they were toasting each other because they had like the clips, you know, the clips glasses, the ones that uh, yeah, they both had those. Had like the Columbia PFG shirt, AFCOs with the belt tucked in. The picture is hilarious, <laughs> dude. I need to go find it because it's one of my favorite photos on my phone. All right, we might just put that on the Twitter today if I can uh, wrestle that off of JP. So oh, I'm looking for. Head it. over to at cdiscau if you want to see JP's dad fit it <laughs> up on game day. But once again, before we move on, I do want to remind you that Soul Disney Pixar film is going to be shown by UPC tonight. At 7 p.m., movie starts at 7.30, doors open at 7. Uh, They usually have free popcorn and drinks at this type of situation, so plan accordingly and get there early to get a good seat to see Soul tonight at 7 p.m. on the Cater Lawn. All right, moving right along. 
JP, have you had any of these um, specialty meals from McDonald's or Burger King? Nah, I'm not a huge Burger King or McDonald's guy. Only thing I get there is a chicken McGriddle and maybe an Oreo McFlurry if the ice ice cream machine's working. Interesting. So the, the Travis Scott meal didn't tempt you at all? Nah, not for real. I don't like pickles. You already know that. Yeah, I do know. That's one of the few things I know about you. <laughs> well, speaking of pickles... We talked about this earlier in the show, but those of you who are just joining us, we do want to remind you that the Owen Papo meal is now available at Jack's as an online exclusive. It is a classic order of buffalo wings, boneless, a crispy side of fried pickles, and a double dough milkshake. And you can get that at participating Jack's locations if you uh, order online. What are your thoughts on that, JP? I know, I know you're a wing fiend. Wing fiend? Sorry, I, I'm not going to lie. I found the photo, so I was trying to figure out how to send it to you because it's not letting me download it from my from my cloud. But, dude, wings. So what's in the Owen Papo meal? Is it's, it wings? It's boneless buffalo wings, fried pickles, and a cookie dough milkshake. Oh, okay. That actually sounds fire because fried pickles are the only way I will consume pickles. they got to be fried. There's this place down in Fairhope called Big Daddy's. Oh, Big Daddy's is awesome. Dude, they have the best fried pickles on the planet, hands down. They have a signed Cam Newton high school jersey there. They have a signed Cam Newton high school jersey? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Something like that. That's kind of cool. It's Newton. But their burgers are really good there, too. Can ride up on the boat, park it. I believe that the last name of the owner is Newton. Oh, that'll explain it then. Man. Then why did he sign it? Nobody cares about I mean, I do care about him. It's a good restaurant. But, like, who's signing the the jersey then? I mean, did you look closely at it and see Cam Newton's? Okay, we're getting off, off track here. But let's go back to talking about wings and the Owen Papo meal. So, boneless wings, they're good. But if you really want wings, I would go for, like, traditional style. But it depends. Like, if you're trying to keep your hands clean, go ahead and get the boneless. Use your fork. Get get a good sauce on there. But my question for you, gentlemen, ranch or blue cheese? That is a lovely question, JP. We're going to have to answer that on the other side of the oh. break. So don't go anywhere. we got a lot to talk about here on Compact Discourse. If you want to get your ranch or blue cheese opinions on the show, go ahead and call in or tweet at us at cdiscau. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back in about two minutes with the final 30 minutes of the show. Looking at pictures of Big Daddy's in Fairhope right now. This place looks awesome. It's legendary. All right, we're going to do a quick break. When we come back, lots to get to, including more wing chat. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and DJ JP. That's DJP for short. Uh, welcoming you in to this fabulous Wednesday edition of Compact Discourse as we are broadcasting live from the Harold Melton Student Center on this first day of autumn. Moving on to your Auburn, Alabama weather report. It's currently 75 degrees and cloudy with a 20% chance of rain between now and 
10 a.m., so plan accordingly. But the rain is taking a hike this afternoon as the sun will return, partly cloudy and a 1% chance of rain with a high of 75 this afternoon. The low gets down to 53, and your overnight temp's going to be 56. So bring those plants back inside because it's going to get a bit chilly as fall rolls in with clear skies tonight. All right, moving on. Everyone's waiting with bated breath to see what our stance on ranch versus blue cheese is in the in the great wing debate. I'll uh, I'll let Davis start. I am a blue cheese guy, personally. Interesting. I do want to say good call on the bringing the plants inside to all the plant owners out there. That's something that I don't really hear people acknowledge, but I'm going to say ranch, but what I want to say about blue cheese is the the two chain song blue cheese two, blue cheese my off whites that's a great song but i'm <laughs> going to go with ranch here interesting i think i will have to defer to blue cheese as yeah. well i think blue cheese adds more uh i don't really i'm not a big, i don't really do sauce with my wings i feel like they should it's kind of like a steak you know a good wing doesn't mm. need I'm gonna disagree with that, but doesn't need uh any anything else added to it. It depends. Do you get like a seasoning on it? A rub, one might say. Mm, no, I usually just get like a medium buffalo. Buffalo is like my favorite flavor though. So Okay. Not uh, a bad choice. Have I'll, you had the Breezeway wings? Breezeway and Opelika? Where would I no, oh, no. I've oh, no yeah. sir. Those Shout out Breezeway. Awesome. Those wings are phenomenal. Breezeway's chicken is crazy. We might have to, to make make a little journey. If you, first time you go to Breezeway, they'll ask if this is your first time and they'll give you free wings. Is that so? Yes. Can they'll give you free out? they'll give you free chicken of each type so you can try it all. Interesting. All right, but I do like ranch just doesn't add much. Like I feel good, like good take. blue cheese is like ranch with an added flavor. If that makes sense, ranch is just a, a more of a utility to me. Like if it's too hot, okay, give me the ranch on some celery to help cool my mouth down. But it's not really it's not really doing anything for me. It's you're dealing with something with such a powerful flavor, like a like a hot chicken wing. The the relatively tepid flavor of ranch dressing isn't gonna help you out much. Yo, where do you get your celery from? Um, where did you get your grills from? <laughs> The most recent place I got celery was Publix. Okay. Interesting. Because I need to start eating healthier, and I I think you were Snapchatting me the other I was day. eating some celery. Eating some yeah. Celery. It's a like, little reward. Because it's just like it's just water that you put ranch on, basically. I don't so, put ranch on it, but maybe if you want to eat healthy, don't do that. You make ants on a log, JP. Isn't that what like the joke about celery is, that it's literally just a boat made for ranch or something like mm. that? Or ants on a log. Yeah, peanut butter is a little more health of a healthy option. Uh, I'm it, down lo- for that. As long as as long as you put that protein to good use, then uh, y- y- that, that that's a good option for you. Uh, I will Lift say that jack. I, I enjoy I enjoy yeah. It's a it's a great way to get some some soluble fiber in your body. Is eat, eating some celery. It, it's nice and cool. Goes down easy. Good crunch. Good flavor. People talk about ah, celery doesn't have flavor. They're crazy. Cook up some celery in your next soup. Anytime you're using onions, throw some celery in there. You won't regret it. The celery. crunch on celery is, celery is crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> ASMR Davis over here. What if we just start whispering and started eating celery on the air? I could be tempted. If I get some clicks, just wait for the twist and shout segment. Yeah, I know that you eat way healthier than I do, so I figured I'd ask for your advice on the air so that way anyone else... Who wants any health advice on eating can get a little tip, I guess. 
Something know. that is not healthy that I have been eating is um, store brand Oreos. <laughs> um, Davis and I took a little odyssey to the Walmart a few weeks ago and just got sucked in by the cookie aisle. And uh, I picked up some some Walmart brand Oreos, which are referred to as twist and shouts. Is it and or in? I think it's like an ampersand. Oh. Okay. Twist and shout, um, which were pretty good. So um, I figured I'd I'd vi- I was at Publix buying celery um, over the weekend, and I picked up some Duplex creams, Mm-mm. which is uh, the store brand Publix Oreo, and was severely disappointed. So, in honor of that, I think we'll we'll be doing a little taste test of some cookies next week on Compact Discourse. Cookie so taste uh, test. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned for that. You aren't gonna want to miss when uh, we definitively. Find the best store brand sandwich cookie. No milk, though. Oh, no, no milk. It's a shame, but it's understandable. No milk, no leche. What you got, JP? Uh, I was thinking about going through some of my words of the week or like things that have kind of piqued my interest, as I like to say. Okay. Do you know how to spell that? What, peaked? Yeah. Was it P-I-Q-U-E-D? Very good, JP. I only know that because of... There was some guy who was famous on Vine, and there was uh, Gerard, or still is Gerard Peak, who plays, I think, for FC Barcelona. I believe. I, I thought you were laughing. I didn't realize you were mm-hmm. clearing your throat. But okay, I've got a couple different ones I want to go through. We have epistemology, which is like the theory of knowledge, mm-hmm. especially with as regards to like methods of understanding. Like makes you think. It really does. Kind Movie of make scenes you think that make you think about it's the question that it asks is. How do we know this is true? Like, how do we test the knowledge and know that it is factual? Uh, another one I have is the hyperpersonal perspective. And that's mostly a perspective on relationships. This was an idea that was introduced at pretty much the dawn of the internet and online communication. And this perspective poses the idea that a relationship can be built to be stronger if it starts online rather than meeting someone on person. Jimmy, you've been taking psychology classes? No, I, I'm actually taking a theories of communication class okay, right now. That's so it, it's just really cool to think about the idea that you can make a stronger relationship with someone you meet online because you can selectively self-represent yourself. So you can... Hmm. Well, wouldn't that lead like to a weaker fishing? relationship overall in the long run? Potentially. If you pick and choose what you show your partner online? Well, yeah, but a good theory has falsifiability, so that means that you can mm, wow. prove it. Wow, JP's bringing some heat today. I have a test tomorrow, so I've, I've been Heck studying yeah. and everything. But a couple other ones that I wanted to bring up, uh, I think one of y'all mentioned it, either you or Alex, a symposium. Maybe mm, That sounds like not. something I'd say, but also something Alex would say. But it a sounds symposium, like something you would say without knowing what it means. I know what a symposium is. I believe that that comes from the Greek language. That's where epistemology comes from. But it's like a party that takes place after a meal. So, and that's what I would have said, Jack. Post-war banquet, and then they have a party after. It's like that psych episode. I've never seen that show. But the last thing that I have to bring up so far is from Tenet, Mm. Knowledge Divided. I just think that sounds awesome because the way that they talk about Knowledge Divided is they cannot give the person information because it would reveal something about the future. And in the movie, it's all about what happens, happens. And you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. So that's what knowledge divided. That's what it means in my perspective is that, like, I cannot tell you you're going to have to figure it out on your own, and it's going to be important. So and obscure tenet indeed. 
Yes. Davis is doing the tenant thing right now. I got so. my hands crossed. Fingers crossed. Did they say anything about a client? No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. It's a good movie. Chris Nolan right now. It's a phenomenal movie. It's. I think it's one of his best. JP, I think we're going to. We might have you do a director's cut of our episode where you just. You add in your things when you can. I could do that. I have. Uh, <laughs> I've then got Jack, the Jack has book. it through through the lens. Dude, the steelbook, I, I spent not a lot of money on it, but I bought it for myself for Christmas. I was like, you know, I really love this movie. It's the first one that I saw after COVID, so I got to see it that September whenever theaters were open for a short amount of time. Did you see it in IMAX? Uh, no, I just oh. saw it at the the one up near Ace Hardware. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> fell in <named> Nebraska. <laughs> Good moment right there. But it was, I bought it for myself just because I liked the movie. And it was kind of like a thing for me of like to remember COVID. Because whenever I look at that box, I think about like that time in my life. A flashback in 20 years. It's going to be a crazy flashback. And I hope that one day that movie is seen for how good it really is. Because critics did not like that movie whenever it first I think people are coming out. around on it now. Yeah, I think it's starting to turn the... I think the tables are starting to turn a little bit. Some but. people didn't like Interstellar when it came out either. They were like, this is dumb. It's all about love. But then they figured it out why it's so good. Why is it so good? Jack, why do you think it's so good? Uh, Dave is just throwing the question Man. to someone else. He's avoiding. <laughs> well, Jack, I want to get Jack into the conversation. I know he mentioned Interstellar yesterday, there's unprompted. A, there's a deep care put into that film. Mm, very safe answer, but a good answer nonetheless. Yeah, they did a lot of work putting that one together. That's probably my favorite. That is my favorite Nolan movie, but it's probably top three for me all time. Top Interstellar, three all time? yes. Where are two others all time? La Haine. It's French, so I'm not pr- pronouncing it correctly. And Children of Men are also up there, my top three. Okay. I don't know if I have a top three. I mean, I just really enjoy movies. Um, but you have some you enjoy more than others at the end of the day. Yeah, Pulp Fiction is always going to be one that I just absolutely love. I, I don't know what that <laughs> face was from Jack. I mean, ever since I saw it, dude, I've always it's a good, just yeah, loved it's a good, it's a good movie. I think it's a little overhyped personally. I still really enjoy it, but I like Django Unchained more. And Inglorious. Am I allowed to say that on air? Uh, let's avoid it for now. Inglorious, you know what? You I will? I don't think it'll matter because you are like quoting it straight from yeah, the movie. Yeah, but I don't want to. And it's spelled wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can't, the I can't convey the spelled wrongness over air. All the Tarantino movies are great. If I had to pick a favorite, though, I think Pulp Fiction's going to take the cake there. Understandable. Because I have, like, a favorite movie per director that I watch. Like, I watched Zodiac for the first time over the summer. Amazing movie. That is a phenomenal movie. That's my favorite crime movie ever. Like, that one's really good. And, of course, No Country for Old Men. That's... Mm. Awesome movie. I can quote just almost the whole milk. Thing. You're coming on that episode when we have it, JP. Be oh, ready. Yeah. I could. I still have the book. I still have not opened it up since I got back to school. I'm not gonna lie. I need to. I'm only about 100 out of 300 pages in, so I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna finish reading it at some point. It's probably gonna be like Green Lights, where it took me like I could probably read the whole book in two to three days if I really sat down and kind of, like, made myself do it. So I could probably read at least 100 pages a day in, like, an hour or two. It's a slow burn. But yeah. All right, we got a lot to get to here on Compact Discourse. Final segment of the show coming up after a quick break. We're talking wings, we're talking books, we're talking movies. If you got any opinions on that, go ahead and call in. We're waiting for you. You're listening to Compact Discourse with DJP and Davis Carroll. We'll be back in about five minutes.
Hold up, little buddy, what is you doing? Finna go hard, hard, hard. Ice on my neck, ice on my wrist. That for the squad, squad, squad. Know they gon' hate, do what I tell them. Get on your jaw, jaw, jaw. Work on smooth, I got the moves. I swear to God, God, God. Hey, I just dropped 200 on a new way. Welcome back to Combat Discourse for the final segment of this Weagle Wednesday show. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and DJP. We're excited to be bringing you this final 12 minutes or so of content before DJP takes over the station. You guys feeling good? Lots to get to this week. Feeling good, feeling great. Excited to be back at home for game day? I guess. <laughs> we got a Weagle tailgate coming up okay, on, that's on awesome. Saturday. Pretty excited to get to that. Pretty excited for all the homecoming festivities as well. Uh, once again, there's going to be a pep rally and parade Friday night on Sanford Lawn at 6 p.m. So you won't, you won't want to miss that one. But other than that, I mean, I'm just I, after. Driving 26 hours to a game uh, last weekend, I'll be excited to walk three minutes to a game, if that makes sense. Heck yeah. Rather be in your backyard than across the nation. That's right. I agree. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Jack. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I, I got sucked into the Jack's menu again. Ain't no worries. <laughs> it's um, making you hungry, isn't it? I mean, I'm pretty excited about the Owen Papo meal. Jack at Jack's? It's, it's subversive. It, this is my first time ever going to Jack's. Wow. Are y'all going there right after this? No. no. Uh, we'll okay. probably go for supper. For supper? Supper club? Supper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of people call it supper, though. I feel like S- you're one of the few thing. that I know. Supper and dinner are different, though. They are, di- they are different. We won't get into that. Uh, we don't want to have another barbecue debate like we did on the okay, extra point. Okay, but here's the thing about the barbecue debate. One side was obviously right, and the other side didn't understand what they were trying to say. You All right, Jared not to, nah, not to dredge that up, but I, I, don't, I think Davis is making a poor characterization of the argument. <laughs> Good. Evil laugh right there. A little, bit, a little bit of an evil laugh, but I'd like to tell anyone if they want to call in with any requests to the morning music show, I, I still haven't come up with a name for it because it's technically an unofficial show until October. But I'm going to be taking requests at 334-844-9345. That is 334-844-WEGL if you are a keypad, number pad. What do they call it, Jack? Touch tone keypad. Touch tone keypad. I think is, uh, if, if Grayson were here, he could really tell us how it works because I believe what the phone used to do was listen to the sound that the key made yes. and use that to dial. I watched a, I think either Grayson told me or I watched a video, you could like replicate the sound with something else and then it still dial it. We might be able to find that in his YouTube recommended. Yeah. Or have we already messed that up enough? It's I feel probably like have. Probably I think he turned his history bit, off. A, a smart move. That is a smart as move. As someone who's who's uh movies that make you think as someone uh <laughs> movies that really make you think as someone's whose youtube recommendation has been irrevocably tarnished by my <laughs> by my house guests yes movie yes. scenes that make you think that video was terrible <laughs> i cannot believe that like see i did not understand that joke for a little while and then i realized that it had something to do with my <laughs> youtube recommended and it made it way funnier it's a good joke it's totally something i would watch on youtube 
I don't think I ever watched that actual video, but we I... We watched it. Were you, were you there when we watched it? No, I don't think oh, I was. Oh, it was so bad. But during the summertime, so I, like, when I'm trying to figure out what I want to watch, it depends on, like, time of day. Like, in the mornings, I'll, uh, before I go to campus, I've been into uh, Skip and Shannon, just because I like hearing those two argue. But whenever I'm on YouTube, I have no idea what to watch. I like watching video game playthroughs, but once I finish one, I don't want to watch another one for a while. Mm-hmm. There's a lot so. of good videos. There's a lot of good good length videos on YouTube. Internet yeah. historian, you might want to check him out, bro. I might have to. He's but good. I, I'm big into live concerts on there. I I love seeing a good live concert. Uh, I watch a lot of soccer highlights on there, but. You should watch. There's this guy that does history of speed running. That's really good. He has really good videos, like speed running video games. Yeah, like he just gives like the like. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan. Is his of, name's Summoning oh, Salts. I we think. Sports. Yeah, We Sports Golf. He did. That's a, a good speed one. Run. That's a really a good sp- one. He didn't do the speed run, but he did a detailed anthological history of the world record of fastest person to beat. And he like gave on how they did it and golf. stuff. It's really cool. His name's okay. Summoning Salt. Isn't Wreck that of the day, yes. Yeah, summoning Salt on YouTube. If you would like, you can check that out. He does a lot of very interesting and very very chill videos. Yes. So just put on, get taken away by by the 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 magic and the insanity that is video game speed running. Do y'all like speedrunning, though? I'm not a personally speed run guy. I am fascinated by speedrunning. However, I feel that people who do speedruns are a collection of the saddest individuals to ever walk the Amazing earth. Amazing take right there. Yeah. Great take. I mean, I feel like you could be doing something else with your time other than speedrunning a game. But then, I, but then you get your name on a message board for 15 minutes until true. someone breaks your record. I guess, man. Do you I, think I like being to... a completionist or a speedrunner? Obviously, I think speedrunner. But, like, you know the... That has to complete every single game. Which one do you think is is what is worse? worse? I don't know about worse, but like a worse habit to have. Yes, I think a speedrunner because the speedrunning never ends. Completionist ends. Fair, good take. That's I mean, I, I I like I've always wanted a hundred percent a game, but like I never not the willpower, but I never have the want to do it so bad that I'll keep playing after a game's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be terrible. It's like the ultimate version of beating a dead horse. Is that a good take? There you go. I got the eyebrow raised. You got so Sturgill like Simpson a... playing on automation right now. We so do? How fitting. Fastest horse in town. Okay, I was about to say it's probably that one. That's like the only one that's in rock. That one is it's kind of intense for this early in the morning. Like I don't know if you've ever actually I mean, heard that we, song. I mean, we come into War Pigs pretty much every morning, so... Okay. Yeah. Intensity on Weagle is not an issue. We might have to switch that up, uh, switch it around a, a little bit. Okay. So get this: five hundred, five thousand Happy Meals reportedly sold every minute at McDonald's. As a result, McDonald's has become one of the largest toy distributors in the world. That's wow. like how Disney's one of the top firework bu- or munitions buyers. Yeah, second place behind the United States Department <laughs> of Defense. No way. They yeah. buy so much fireworks. fireworks. Yeah. They're very explosive. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about that before. And how it really makes you think? S- who who is it that's like one of the top pizza distributors? Chuck E. Cheese. Is it them? I don't know. I don't know what you're alluding to. I think it maybe it's Hunts Brothers. I mean, I would believe that. Mm, let me look into it. I had a fresh. Pe- Pepsi pizza. used to own an army. Don't forget about they that. They had a navy, but yeah. Ah, Pepsi dang it. had a navy. What? The Soviet. Well, we'll we need to ask Breland about that. I- Breland, uh, if you're listening right now, please tell us about what you know. 
what you know about the Pepsi Navy. Yeah, what you know about right. Pepsi Navy. That might be a topic for another day, but um, McDonald's is looking to cut down on the amount of plastic used in a Happy Meal toy, considering they are selling 5,000 of them every minute. Yes, Chuck E. Cheese is fifth highest in pizza distribution. That's, mm. So that was the stat, and you filled in my memory for it. Excellent. From Pasquale's Pizza. Guana Paganas? So, I mean, do you guys have any fond memories of Happy Meal toys? Yes. The Spider-Man toys from when I was a kid. I remember I, like, I was, you know, as a kid you always liked the toys, but, like, those are the ones I was like, we got to go to McDonald's so I can get a new Spider-Man toy. And then Spider-Man would shoot the web or Venom would, like, open his mouth, I think. Those were awesome, personally. Those are the ones I really remember. I feel like I may have had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one or two at the, at a some point in time, but Chick-fil-A was always right around the corner from my house, so we normally would go there rather than go to McDonald's. You'd rather get a book than a fun toy? I mean, yeah. No, you trade that book in for the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> this man knows me too well. <laughs> And you said that one of the few things I know about JP is that he hates pickles. Well, one of the few things I know about you are all Chick-fil-A related. Yeah, okay. For those of you who don't know, I eat Chick-fil-A almost every single day of the week. It is extremely unhealthy. He's got a hollow leg for that for the for the big red chicken. Yeah, that's that's beyond true. I don't even know what hollow leg means, but I'm just going to go with it. It means you can eat a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's that's facts. All right. Um one of my earliest memories just like period one of my earliest memories was going to McDonald's with my mother, and I remember playing with the Happy Meal toy. It was a Jungle Book 2 toy, which would have dated this memory in the year 2003. I think that makes sense. You know, first memory, I was four years old. That's about when you start having them. I don't know. I woke up one day with a full dot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So, yeah, that's one of my earliest memories, and that's why I have a little, little soft spot for Happy Meal toys. But Happy Meal toys, I was also a big fan of in 2014 when Mario Kart 8 came out. I went to a McDonald's a lot getting Happy Meals to collect all the uh, the little Mario Kart toys because they were, they were cool toys. I still have some of them. Are they on the shelf at BH? They are at my folks' house, or probably in a box at my folks' house. But... They uh they are there and I still have them because they were super cool and relatively high quality for being uh, a cheeseburger toy. Hmm. What were the Spider-Man toys like? One of the so the Spider-Man he could shoot a little web like a net, which was really cool. Let me look him up real which quick. Which movie was this a tie-in for? Spider-Man three is the one I really remember. I think there was a one and two like a Green Goblin, but there was Spider-Man. They look like Funko Pops. Yeah, they're really big heads. Okay, I got them now. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were so fun. I loved the them. The green meanie. McDonald's toys. Um, Did they have one for the Sandman? They got Sandman coming out of yeah. the garbage they truck. They had Sandman. I remember I had the black suit Spider-Man shooting the web. Let me, let me see those. The black suit Spider-Man with the thing hanging off him. I think he'd climb up it when she would, like, wound it. He'd climb up the string. That does not look like James I Franco. I might have had one of these. I think I had the green goblin or the new goblin one. I don't remember what. Can I see it real quick? Something you? tells me I had the Sandman. I don't know why. I don't remember what New Goblin did, and I think I had one of the Venoms, and I definitely had the Spider-Man where he could take off his mask. So, because back that was like 2009. Okay, that wasn't technically it. Maybe it was. When my dad was deployed, every week, every Friday, we'd go to McDonald's. My mom and I. Mm. Fun fact. 
And you'd get Happy Meals? Yes. And I get a toy. So you'd accrue you'd accrue a good deal of Yes. This is 2006. Spider-Man 3. They might have been like a Does that track for you? Uh Spider-Man 3 came out in like 2007. Yeah, so it does. Okay. So yeah, that was when my dad was deployed. So yeah, it does track for me. It's all coming together. We we're piecing it together here. I'm trying to think of other big Spider or McDonald's toys. I remember I the, guess- the Incredibles. Um, I can remember those pretty well. Hmm. I don't. Uh, Incredibles is a phenomenal movie. Incredibles is a great film. I uh, do remember those, actually. Yeah, there was one where Dash could, like, roll around in a circle. I had the car. I remember that. Did y'all ever have the Hot Wheels cars? Yes. I was a big Hot Wheels car guy. Hot Wheels or Matchbox? Did you have a... Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. I had the, the little wheel thing, bro, with all the little things you can put mm-hmm. the cars in. I always liked Matchbox a little more because the cars looked a little re- more re- really realistic. The Hot Wheels ones were like exposed engines and flames and, you know. Yeah. A little unrealistic, but got to have a little creativity. A little, little whimsy, mm-hmm. you know. Make your, break out of the box. Make your own fun. Make your own You got luck. anything, Davis? I'm just... Uh, I remember the Shrek toys as well. I'm just really trying to see if I can remember any other ones. What are you scrolling through? Pinterest. Ooh, okay. What do you think about Pinterest, Jack? I'm upset that Pinterest doesn't let you look at anything unless you make an account. Good taste. Because I always go on Google Images and look at stuff on Pinterest, and then you can see it for a second, and then like a pop-up window comes down and tells you to make an account. Just make an account. The car's... I don't care that much. I, I remember the cars, McDonald's toys. You as well. would love Pinterest if you really gave it a shot. It is awesome. <laughs> Are you a Pinterest user? I am. I, I remember these too, Davis. Yeah, and the stickers were really bad, so they'd fall off really easily yeah, if you got them wet. Yeah. I think there was maybe you could pull them back and they drive. You know, like the click, click, click. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The Spider-Man ones, the ones I definitely remember the most, though. I All right. Say that. I'm not going to waste any more of JP's time as he I know he's itching to get back here and I'm on Pinterest, bro. <laughs> and start DJing as uh if, he, if I can pull him away from his pens. But I think that's going to do it for this exciting Wednesday episode of Compact Discourse. Thank you Davis and thank you JP for joining me for these 2 hours. Uh we'll talk at you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. We'll probably have Hillman, Alex and the crew to talk all things college football as we get a preview of the week's games. And I also talked to Britt Bowen about maybe even making his Compact Discourse debut. So uh, you aren't going to want to miss that. Thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna or on WEGLFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast commercial-free wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. That's C-D-I-S-C-A-U. If you want to get your opinion on the show, we are, of course, Auburn's only student-run morning drive time talk show. You might want to go ahead and follow the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals are working tirelessly to provide you high-quality content for our fans of the station. And with that, for Jack Hart, DJP, Davis, Carroll... This has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We will talk at you tomorrow for this week's finale of Compact Discourse. 8 a.m. This is Jack Hart signing off. As always, go 1-0, happy fall, and War Eagle from all of us here at WEGL.
but I'm trying to see a colorful bird. 